1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
2: this is talk sport daily Hello, hello, happy Thursday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. We start, of course, we can with the massive Caramel Cup semi-final first leg where Chelsea beat Spurs at the bridge. This is how it all sounded, all of it, otherwise we'd have to replay the whole match, but this is how a lot of or not even a lot of it, this is how bits and pieces sounded on TalkSport.
1: Chelsea, certainly the favourites after that 90 minutes, they've beaten Tottenham Hotspur courtesy of goals from Kai Havertz and an own goal from Ben Davies by two goals to nil. I think we can trust in their effort and trust in their uh, commitment to games. You know, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's a bit, bit harder. I was actually impressed by the by the pace, by the confidence with which we played and, and uh, set the tone right from the start and uh, yeah... Very very good, very good result, very good performance and uh, still not over. Tottenham have a lot of work to do to turn this around if they want to stay in the hunt for their first trophy in 14 years.
3: The performance tonight was shocking and again we've shown that, that just players just aren't good enough to play for Spurs. We have a lot of job to do and there is not one on transfer market to change the situation and for this reason we need patience, we need time. And especially, I repeat, uh, I want to speak very, very, very clearly to our fans, no, and uh, to to tell the truth. And now uh, we have to uh, to try to to improve.
0: Oh, it hits the back of the defender and goes in own goal. Tanganga against Davis. Davis somehow just couldn't get out of the way. It hits the back of the defender and goes in. I mean, it's like watching Norwich here. Honestly, that first half. you're right they're, they're nowhere near them in terms Mount's just got the freedom of the park just to do what he do what he likes I feel a little bit for Huey Berg and Skip at the moment because there's just so many blue shirts in there
3: just on content and the tactics I think he got it wrong wrong tonight you know he played Doherty left wing back and I know Reggion has been struggling a little bit fitness wise but he was on the bench we had no balance to the side we just looked like a shell of the team that we've been seeing recently in, in the Premier League and the performances have been have been very good but didn't turn up
1: it's only 2-0 and with the second leg in a week's time does that gap seem bridgeable to you do you think that that's a margin that you can make up at home next week
3: for sure we want to try to fight we want to try to to
1: Well, we'll just wait while they've just done a bit of grass cutting Yeah slightly unnecessary it's
3: difficult to speak uh, I yeah.
1: know I'm sorry and, uh, about
3: that oh mate honestly I'm so, I'm going to just give one name there's one name in this team this Tottenham team that is just completely holding this team back that is just it just needs to go <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> to agree with me? <laughs> what that's are you doing not. let him speak stop Stop. It's, sorry
1: man. start that again start that again the one player mate, who's the player the
3: one,
2: Harry Kane um, I
3: mean if, if Pep Guardiola is listening please come in
0: not doing the things that he's known for, which is getting in the box, good movement, good finishing. Too many times he's outside the box when that ball goes wide because he's linked up. Antonio Conte's got a difficult job to get him back to the levels that we've all expected and
3: he will expect of himself. I've been on this show before and I've been critical of Harry Kamer because this is not just tonight. He regularly does not show up in big games. He's been doing it for a long time.
2: Now, Liverpool's Carabao Cup semi-final first leg with Arsenal tonight has been postponed. This was due to Covid cases at the Merseyside Club, which includes a number of first-team players and staff. The match will take place next week. On the back of this news, Trevor Sinclair believes it would have been beneficial for Klopp to have played the kids against Arsenal rather than postponing.
0: Listen, if Liverpool have not got enough first-team players, put the young lads in. Because even though you don't, you might not win the tie, you'll win in the long term because then players playing against Premier League footballers, playing in such an important game will be benefiting. You've got the second leg to always try and get back into the game. So even if you've got seven, eight first team players, you can bump that with a few kids in there. I'm sure they're going to be decent. You know, I'd like to think that they've got a fantastic academy at Melwood. They'll be able to bring some young players in who can do a job. They're not going to lose the game seven, eight nil they'll always have a chance to get back into it in the second leg.
1: You and I were both at Anfield on the night that Jurgen Klopp wrote his essay in his programme notes where he said, I don't understand why we're keeping it to ourselves. I don't understand why we're not being open and honest about who has and who hasn't got COVID. So it's interesting now where maybe we need a little bit more clarity out of the Liverpool dressing room as to who has got it and why they've asked for this fixture to be postponed to next week and the week after, that he hasn't told us who exactly it is, who's, who's suffering with it.
2: Now, England defender Kieran Trippier is in Newcastle and is set to become the club's highest ever paid player. Former Palace owner Money Money Simon Jordan claims Trips is only joining 19th place Newcastle United for the money. A quick reminder, that's Simon Jordan, who, of course, works for TalkSport for absolutely nothing. Oh, no, my mistake. He does get paid.
1: going, because he's 31, 32 years of age this year, 31, yeah. and probably getting a three-year contract on top, top, top money. He has a three-year contract with no relegation clauses in it, so he won't be taking any pay cuts if they nope. get relegated, right? But so this a, is not this is a not strong football position. decision. This is a... If Newcastle didn't have this revolting regime behind them that had all this money he would be he decide for Newcastle? Europe. You know, don't peer in my pocket and tell me it's raining, right? He <laughs> is going to Newcastle because there's a big bag of money and if he's really fortunate and adds value to them he might be part of a project that took Man City five years to deliver i.e. Yeah. win something when they had Tier 1 Archer's money and then moved on to shake Man City it took them five years, right? So if it takes Newcastle five years if he's still there at 36 picking up 200 grand a week he'll have had a happy day, won't he? It's Kieran
0: Trippier Oh! He's a right-sided player, wing-back or full-back. His delivery was exceptional from day dot. Now, I'm looking at the forward line. I'm looking at the shape of the team. I'm thinking 3-5-2. I'm thinking getting him on the right-hand side, taking all the set pieces and putting a Aubameyang up top with Callum Wilson. I'm thinking they've got a chance. He's a great player. He's a good age. You've got pace in behind. You've got threat in the air. You've got goals. You've got a potential for Newcastle
2: United Football Club to stay So up. never
3: mind Trippier, you think Newcastle should go for a Bamian? I think they should.
2: So, should Manchester United have tried to sign Kieran Trippier? Well, let's get the take of former Villa striker Gabby Agbonlahor and my partner in drive-time crime, easy for me to say, Darren Bent.
3: well played Newcastle and we don't know how much interest there was from elsewhere but you look at Man United's situation with Wan-Bissaka now defensively no issues with Wan-Bissaka. one one, to one defending mm-hmm. I've got no issues with uh, Wan-Bissaka positionally yeah he can get caught out. I understand that but when you've got Kieran Trippier there for 12 million like and you can't say if you said to Kieran Trippier where would you rather play even at the state Manchester United are in now them or Newcastle you're not going to choose Newcastle over Manchester United are you it's the biggest yeah. club in the world I love Wan-Bissaka he- defensively but he can't cross a ball there was an incident where he actually tapped the ball with his left foot and fell over and crossed it out of play. Why Manchester United let Trippier go to Newcastle? Put him on that right hand side. Imagine the goals that Ronaldo and Cavani would get from that service. Juan Bissaka is not a modern day fullback, especially in the top team.
2: So for me, Manchester United have missed a trip with Trippier. <laughs> Now, staying with Manchester United, old Money Money Jordan face believes they need to ship out half a dozen players. But here's the former United stopper, Mark Bosnich jump into the defence, not literally, of Cristiano Ronaldo after some criticism of the Portuguese.
3: It had to be that man, Cristiano Ronaldo.
0: I'm still flabbergasted. and then I, I still get people over here saying that he's the problem. And I'm saying, how's he the problem when he scored all those goals?
3: Your number one job is to score
2: goals. He's scoring goals. He is not the problem. I don't care what anyone says. He is not the problem. If he hadn't scored a goal, different story, but he has. What
1: I think Reiniac's doing is the culture in that club is wrong. The players probably need to be changed. They've got the wrong group of players in there. Wherever they've bought and however they've bought them, I think the mix at Manchester United is wrong. I think the players we're talking about that should be going. Martial, I'll send him around in a cab. Mm. I think he's been a waste of time since he got through the door. He's yeah. a sort of mad player. I'll get you to sack. Yeah. Van der Beek. Well, hang on a second. What's he done? Nothing. Matters yesterday's man. Lingard, they don't fancy. So when we talk about these players going out the door, they should be going anyway.
3: And Bruno Fernandez is in, and it's Rashford. He's put it wide what a chance
1: you look at what he's done in the past
0: he's been superb fantastic performer I know he's been doing a lot of work off the field let's park that up and leave that where it is I'm looking at his body language I'm looking at his fundamentals I'm looking at his basics on the pitch I'm looking at the confidence and the lack of performance and it makes me sad because he's got to get back to basics hunger energy enthusiasm desire wanting to affect the game wanting to get the crowd off their seats I'm not seeing that
2: on now to cricket. Why, what's the point? They should have just come home and left it 3-0 rather than lose 5-0. It's a very good point. But here's the former England fast bowler, Steve hammy Harmison speaking about some of the major issues affecting English cricket, with England already fighting to avoid that Ashes 5-0 drubbing down under. Yeah, I just said they should have left, you did. He said raising the standard of the test side will be a huge battle. I
3: believe we've got a board at the ECB and they'll not like me saying this, that, Their own interests in the last 24 months have been about making money. In the COVID world, and I understand that they lost a lot, but the whole thing was about 100. The whole thing was about 100, which arguably cost us fifth Test match against India. I think the county system is flawed at the time it's played at. We play a lot of cricket in a short, confined space of time, and batsmen don't value the wicket in practice and the preparation, because what they do is they get on a bus, they get out for not very many, and they go, well, nah, it don't matter, I've got a bat, I again tomorrow. A lot of other countries play far fewer games, and they value that game, and I think that needs to change a little bit. How that does, boy, that's going to take somebody at a higher high pay grade, because there's going to be a fight between commercial men, there's going to be a fight between the marketing side, and there's going to be a fight between the cricket side, and I'm not sure who would
2: win. And for the latest Ashes news, not that you probably want to hear it, check out TalkSport's cricket podcast following on. Over to my show now and the award-winning Andy Goldstein's Drive Time. We call us Performing the Drive Rap, as you do. I quite liked it, although some thought it was particularly bad. Stumsey, can you take us into the break, right? Saying uh, you're listening to Drive on TalkSport with Andy Goldstein and Darren Bent in, in your own in your own style. Off you go. Check, one, two. This is going back. bad. You're listening to Goldstein. You're listening to
0: Bent.
2: Bent is a nice guy. seems a bit mean. I don't know what else to say. Spurs are the best. They're better than the rest. This isn't that great. But I think I'd like to be your mate. Let's go for a beer and we can have a cheer when Spurs win. Put Chelsea in the bin. So carry on listening to the drive, guys, and keep teasing a smile on our face. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you're a superstar. Well, well, you're that way well done son good work well that's it gang thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from I'm of course back on my show Andy Olsen's drive time at 4pm alongside David Brent Darren Bent There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein with daily podcasts out first in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
1: Planning for your next trip?